Have your Bible, turn with me to the book of Thessalonians. Second Thessalonians. Hallelujah. Jesus said, it's not everybody that's saying, Lord, Lord's going to heaven. Jesus said that. He said, but it's he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. His will we must do. We must do his desires. If you're able to stand up this morning, or if you want to go to heaven and you walked in the church, please stand up and honor the word of God if you'll do it. Second Thessalonians there in the first chapter. Second Thessalonians chapter 1, and then I'm going to read right on through chapter 1 on over into verse 2, and uh, then I'm going to First Peter. Paul and Silvanus and Timothy unto the church of Thessalonians in God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ grace unto you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ said we are bound to thank God always for you brethren as it is meet because that your faith groweth exceedingly and the charity of every one of you all towards each other aboundeth, so that we ourselves glory in you in the churches of God for your patience and faith in all your persecutions and tribulations that ye endure, which is a manifold to manifest token of the righteous judgment of God that you may be counted worthy of the kingdom of God which ye also suffer, seeing it is a righteous thing with God to recompense tribulation to them that trouble you. And to you who are troubled, rest with us when the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels in flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ and them that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ and them that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ who shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power when he shall come to be glorified in his saints when he come when he shall come to be glorified in his saints and to be admired in all them that believe because our testimony among you was believed in that day Wherefore also we pray always for you that our God would count you worthy, that our God would count you worthy of this calling and faithful and, and fulfill all the good pleasure. Wherefore also we pray always for you that our God would count you worthy of this calling and fulfill all the good pleasure of his goodness and the work of faith with power that the name of our Lord Jesus Christ may be glorified in you and ye in him according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him that you be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled neither by spirit nor by word nor by letter as from us as that day as that day of Christ is at hand. Somebody say it's at hand. It's at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means. 
For that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God. So who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God, or that is worship, so that he, as God, sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Remember ye not that when I was with you, I told you these things. Now, if you will, turn right over to 1 Peter, 1 Peter chapter 4. 1 Peter chapter 4. First Peter chapter 4 and look at verse 12. He said, Beloved, beloved, think it not strange concerning fiery trials, which is to try you as though some strange thing happens unto you. Beloved, he's talking to you, church. Think it not strange concerning the fiery trials, which is to try you, which is to try you as though some strange things happened to you, but rejoice inasmuch as you are partakers of Christ's suffering, that when he, his glory shall be revealed, you may be glad also with exceeding joy. If ye be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are ye, for the spirit of glory, the spirit for the spirit of glory, and of God resteth upon you. For the spirit, for the spirit of glory and of God resteth upon you on their, on their part, this, their part as on their part he is evil spoken of. On their part, on their part, that world out there. On their part he is evil spoken of. But on your part he is glorified. They talking bad about him. But on your part, he's glorified. But let none of you suffer as a murderer or as a thief or as an evildoer or as a busybody in other men's matters. But if any man suffer as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God in this behalf. For the time has come that judgment must begin at the house of God. Where's it going to begin? But the time has come that judgment must begin at the house of God. And if it first begin at us, what shall the end be of them that obey not the gospel of God? And if the righteous, the righteous, if the righteous scarcely be saved, where shall the ungodly and the sinner appear? Wherefore let them that suffer according to the will of God commit the keeping of their soul to him in well-doing as unto a faithful creator. I, I want to talk to us about who will stand. Who will stand? Who's going to make it? I said, who is going to make it? Let us ask God to help us. Lord, we love you. God, and we're thankful this morning that you've called us together in this place. We know the flesh didn't bring us. We know the world didn't bring us or the devil. But God, we know that you have brought us here by the power of the sweet Holy Ghost of God. Praying that your every thought and desire be accomplished in us. Lord, I bind every devil and every hindering spirit. And I do claim the victory through the Son of God who gave himself for us all. Right now, God, I thank you for the anointing of the Holy Ghost and with power. 
I thank you for it in Jesus' name. And everybody did say, Amen. Amen. Shake hands with your neighbor. Tell him I want to hear what God's got to say today. Hallelujah. I pray that we'll hear what God's got to say today. I I want you to remember this also, church. I want you to remember this also, church. I want you to remember this, God's requirement for His church. I want you to remember the requirements for His church in the book of Ephesians. He said that He might present it to Himself a glorious church. Not just any church, not just any church on the corner, not just any church down the street, not just any place where there's a name that calls itself church. But he said, but that he might present it to himself a glorious church. This glorious church not having a spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy. That should be holy and without blame. In other words, it should be without spiritual defects. Like in the Old Testament when they brought a lamb to be slaughtered or to pay their own sin debt. It couldn't be just anything out of the fold. Something that couldn't have walk, something that couldn't see, something that was sickly and all. It had to be a perfect lamb of a yearling and he brought the best and offered it as a sacrifice. And that is what he's talking about his church of being a glorious church. Not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing but that it should be holy and without blemish in the world but not of the world in the world but not a love of the world in the world but not like the world at all in the world but like salt and like light in the world somebody say amen right there church I want you to know something this morning I want you to know assuredly of this one thing the day of the Lord Jesus Christ it is at hand I said it is at hand I don't know what tomorrow's going to bring I don't know what this afternoon's going to bring but I want you to know according to God's holy word and this message that he's given to us this morning I want you to know for assuredly that the day of the Lord is at hand it's even at the door now if we could comprehend that if we could believe that I'm telling you what we'll be different we'll be more faithful we'll be more humble we'll see God like we've never sought the Lord before we need to practice the coming of the Lord we need to go to bed with an expectancy of his coming we need to get up with the expectancy of his coming we need to live through the day every day with an expectancy of his coming church listen it's not a far off Church, we that live in America as the church, we are on the verge of being tested as a by fire like has never been before. You need to hear the word of God. Listen what I'm saying. It's not a far off. Church, listen, we that live in America as the church, we are on the very verge of being tested as by fire like has never been before. It's coming on us. Church, we are not exempt from being tested by fire because we live in America. I know a lot of people think, well, we're in America and those things don't happen. It's coming on us. I said it's coming on us. Somebody say, I love you, Jesus. Somebody say, praise the Lord. Somebody say, hallelujah. Somebody say, make me ready, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to God. Hallelujah. We are not exempt 
from being tested by fire because we live in America. More so, I said more so than any other country or any other nation in this world, we will be tested. I said more so. I said more so. Amen. There is no other nation on earth that's been blessed by God as America has. And we're still the greatest nation today in the whole world. Listen, the Lord God has blessed this nation to be the greatest in all the world. It's the most richest in all the world and the most powerful in all the world. And also, he has given us the greatest revival of signs and wonders and miracles that has ever been in all the history of this book in all of American history or any other history there's never been a nation that has seen the power and the glory of God like America has I said she's been well blessed they've drug tents all over it they've been buildings all over it and brother I'm telling you what God has made his arm bare to America but Jesus said in Luke 12 and 48 He said, for unto whomsoever much is given of him shall be much required. Hear what I'm saying. Unto whom much is given, much is required. Listen, church. America has turned its back on God. It has turned its nose up upon, upon his holy word. And on the most part, I said on the most part, the church has turned away from the faith that was once delivered unto the saints. And they've gone a-whoring after the things and the lifestyles of this world where they want to time believed in the straight road and the narrow road and they believed in total commitment and they believed in giving everything to God now they've gone a whore and after the world and the things that are in the world listen church the word of God is law I said it is law and listen it shall come to pass I said it shall come to pass when he spoke it was settled I said it was set in motion and nothing shall hinder it listen to God's word as he speaks and and watch it all come to pass. As he speaks in Psalms chapter 2, he said, why do the heathens rage and the people imagine a vain thing? He said, the kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed. They take counsel against God's word. They take counsel against the anointing. And here's what they're saying to them. He said, let us break their bonds asunder and cast their cords away from us. We won't live by his book. We won't live by his word. We'll live and do as we please. But said he that setteth in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord God shall have them in confusion. Then shall he speak unto them in his wrath and he will vex them in sore displeasure. Church, listen, payday has come to America. Listen, we are about to reap what we have sown. It's payday for the church and for the nation. You hear what I'm saying? When we so idly sit by and let them promote homosexuality and we have sat by and they promote abortion and now we're sitting by and they're promoting drugs and everything else. Brother, and we just sit by mind in our own business when we are to be ringing the prayer bells of heaven, when we are to be fasting and praying like never before, but we're so entangled with the world and the world and the church, the majority, is going to hell together. You hear what I'm saying? Payday has come to America. 
We're about to reap what we have sown. It's payday for the church in America. Listen to what he said in 1 Peter chapter 4. He said, yet if any man suffer as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God on this behalf. But now we got a bunch of wimps out there. A bunch of, you know, folks, they just can't take it. Nobody don't like me. Nobody don't understand what I'm going through. I'll tell you what God's doing. He's refining somebody. He's taking away the draw side of their life. Hallelujah. Come on out of Moshita Mahaya. He's worthy the day. He's worthy. Hallelujah to God. Amen. Hallelujah to God. The Lord God omnipotent reigneth. Hallelujah. That if any man suffers a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God on this behalf. He said, listen, for the time is come that judgment must begin at the house of God. And if it first begin at us, what shall the end be? What shall the end be of them that obey not the gospel of God? And if the righteous, that's us, the church are supposed to be, if the righteous scarcely, scarcely or barely be saved, where shall that sinner and ungodly appear? He said, wherefore let them that suffer according to the will of God commit the keeping of their soul to him in well-doing as unto a faithful creator. He knows what he's doing. He knows where he's got me. He knows what he's bringing me through. He knows what I have need of. God do it. God, pour it on me. I gotta make it. Burn out the dross. Burn out the sin. Burn out the lust. Burn out everything that's not like Christ. Hallelujah. Come on, he's worthy. He's worthy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want you to go home on and remember that the day is on us now. It's on us now. Here in America now, the church in this country will suffer persecution. We're not exempt as Americans. God Almighty has said in 2 Timothy, He said, Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution shall suffer persecution you say why are they going through what they're going through it's because they're godly it said because they're living Christ like I'm telling you the devil hates a godly person he's on your trail this morning if he's not on your trail you must have joined ranks with him you must be walking with him you must be a part of him amen if the devil don't have you in a fire if the devil don't have you in a hard place he's not against you Holy! Hallelujah! Glory to God in Jesus' name. Hallelujah! 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 I said, Hallelujah! There's a lot of people that's jumping ship this morning because they are suffering persecution. I said they're jumping ship. Stay on board. Let God pour it on you. 
Let God sanctify you. Let God make you holy. Let God's will be done in your life. Say, Lord, I know you won't test me above that which I'm able to bear, but we'll make a way of escape for me. If you're always going through troubles, you're always suffering persecution, and you're always going through these things, it's because you're godly in Christ Jesus. That's what the devil hates. That's why I don't like you. That's why he's trying to persecute you. That's why he's trying to get you to get out. I said he don't want your light to shine. He wants you to give up and go to hell. Come on, he's worthy. Hallelujah. He's worthy. Hallelujah. God said in his word, yea. God said, yea. That means it is. It shall come to pass. Yea, and all. And all that you mean. That's everybody. I'm not above it. You're not above it. Yet all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Hear what I'm saying. They're saying you don't have to go through nothing. You can be rich, drive a big fine automobile, live in a big old house. I'm telling you, we're the finest of clothes, amen. I didn't read that in this book. He said he'll supply my need according to his riches and glory. He'll feed me, he'll clothe me. It may be bread and water. I may have to live in a pasteboard box somewhere, but he's going to take care of me. He's going to feed me. He's not going to leave me alone. He's going to be where I am. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Folks, he is worthy of all praise and honor. Hallelujah. 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 He said, but, but continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of knowing of whom you have learned. I want you to hear me right here, folks. I want you to hear me here in America, folks. We've got by a long, long time playing church. I said we've got by a long, long time of playing church. I mean a long time. I mean most places, nothing more than a fellowship hall. It's nothing more than fun and food and fellowship. It's nothing more than games. It's nothing more than a good time. It's nothing more than anything. But he said, my house shall be called a house of prayer. Hear what I'm saying. We have got by. I said, we've got by playing church a long, long time. But now the true church is about to be revealed. God's going to reveal a church in this country. America still has a remnant. I said, there's still a remnant. 
remnant of God's people in America. And what's going to reveal that, Brother Clyde, is the fire. It's the fire. It's the persecution that's about to come on this church in America. And God's going to reveal his people. He's going to bring them out in plain view. And people will say they're not like the others. Amen. They're not like the rest of them. They're still standing. They're still holy. They still believe in sanctification. They still believe in giving everything to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The fire that's about to take place in the church. I'm telling you that persecution that is about to begin in the church is going to reveal the true church. An old Nebuchadnezzar went down to Jerusalem and overthrew Jerusalem. And he brought all them Jews back with him to Babylon. There was a great number of them. One day, the old king made him a statue, 90 feet tall. And he gathered in all these people and he brought them in out there. And the degree was, when you hear the sound of all the music, you bow down and worship this God of the world. And all them that don't worship the God of this world, you're going to be thrown in that furnace of fire over there. This furnace is going to separate some things. This furnace is going to reveal the true church. Out of all that great crowd, brother, I want you to know when the music started, the fun, the food, the fellowship, I mean the dancing and everything was going on. I'm telling you what, they fell to their face. There was three. There was three men that refused to bow. I don't care. They said, I'm not giving up. I'm not giving out. I tell you, that God still got a remnant. I said, God still got a remnant. I want you to hear me. This is coming on us today. And that persecution and that fiery trial that's coming our way will reveal the true church. I want you to listen to what God said in the book of Isaiah 48. He said, Behold, I have refined thee. I have refined thee. Don't twist church. In other words, I have purged thee by fire, not with silver. I have chosen thee in the furnace of affliction for my own sake. Even for my own sake have I chosen you in the furnace of affliction. I haven't chosen you in the world. I haven't chosen anything of the world. I've chosen you in the furnace of afflictions for my own sake. Even for my own sake will I do it. For how should my name or how should my character be polluted and I will not give it to another. You hear what he said? I'm not giving it to another, the one outside of the furnace. They'll not have my character but my bride that's coming out of the furnace my bride that I'm choosing out of the coals brother that's where I'll put my character that's where I'll put my glory that's the ones that I'll fill with my own self I'm telling you church that day has come I said it's come I don't know about tomorrow but I know today amen I must strive to enter into this place hallelujah hallelujah Hallelujah. Church, listen. The church in America has never, 
ever been in the furnace of affliction. It never has. The church in America has never been in the furnace of affliction. It's never been tried by fire as of yet. Listen to me. In many countries, ever since, you know, back in the 2,000 years ago almost, in many countries, folks that claim to be a Christian, they lost their jobs. They lost their homes. They lost their farms. They lost everything that they had because they made a claim, I am a Christian. It was illegal. Hell didn't like it. The devil was mad about it. He didn't want them to exist. So they lost everything they had. They loved. You hear what they say? They lost everything. They loved. They lost everything they had. Many were put in prison. And many were tortured for their faith. And even today in, in China and a lot of those Muslim nations in other places. Brother, it cost you something to be a Christian there. But in America, anybody. I said anybody and say I'm a Christian but over there they know that when they begin to proclaim or testify I am a born again saint I have been born again they know what it's going to cost them and everybody's not claiming to be a Christian like they are in America you hear me folks over in these other countries they're suffering greatly for the name of Christ over the years many have been eaten by lions. They have been burned to death on a stake for just claiming to be a Christian, but not yet in America. I, they've had a little, when a Pentecostal church back in the early 1900s, you know, they threw tomatoes at them. They burned down their little, uh, you know, uh, brush arbors. Sometime, you know, they break a window in the church. You know, they do little things like that, but they didn't tie nobody on a stake, pour gas on him and burn him because he's a Christian. They didn't carry him off to the zoo and feed him to the lions. Had never suffered anything as that. Not yet in America. But listen, the day has come. I said, you can forget it now. The day has come. I'm telling you, proven time has come for us. I said, proven time has come for us as it is for others. The church of Jesus Christ, the church that he built will be revealed by fire. I said, the bride of Christ will come out of that furnace of affliction. It's too easy for people to come in and say, I got saved. It's too easy for people to say, mama, mama, ma, I got the Holy Ghost. I want to be a member. I want to be a teacher. I want to be an evangelist. Angeles. I want to be a preacher, amen. And they're nothing more than hirelings. They're wolves in sheep's clothing. I'm telling you some folks this morning, there's coming a revealing of the real church and it's going to be by fire. The body of Christ will come out of the furnace of affliction. Listen, church wimps and whiny babies won't last Wimps and whiny babies won't make it in these last days. Those who live with the feel sorries all the time, singing the blues all the time, they're not going to make it. The Lord God said in 1 Corinthians there, He said, watch ye 
and stand fast in the faith and quiet ye like men. Be strong. Be a man. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his mind. Every time something comes along, whining the blues, ain't going to church. I'm going to just sit at the house. It just ain't a going my way. Somebody didn't speak to me at church. Somebody didn't shake my hand at church. You know, they looked at me kind of funny, ain't going back. I didn't get the job I wanted. They wouldn't let me sing. They wouldn't let me do this. And they wouldn't let me do that. I'm going to stay home. You're not going to make it. I said, you're not going to make it. The fire's going to consume you and you will be left. I said, you will be left. God's looking for men and women that will stand and live for God. I said, God's coming back for a church of men and women. Hallelujah. He said again, he said, beloved, think it not strange concerning the fire trials, which is to try you as though some strange things has happened to you. But rejoice. Amen. Took me years to learn that, Brother Clark. But rejoice inasmuch as you are partakers of Christ's suffering, that when his glory shall be revealed, you may be glorified also with exceeding joy. If you, if you be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are you. For the spirit of glory and of God resteth upon you. On their part he is evil spoken of. But on your part he is glorified. I was up in Orange Park Hospital yesterday. Visiting Brother McHugh. And I came out of there and I walked past this long nurse's station there. They must have been six, eight nurses there and a doctor. I seen him on the other end. And I walked by and I said, good, good evening, how are y'all today? They said, fine, how are you? I said, I'm blessed of the Lord Jesus, have no complaints. They just smiled, some of them nodded their heads, some of them didn't pay me no mind. Then I said, let me tell you something, if you've got any complaints, you can take it to the Lord. That doctor all the way down that other end, tell his doctor by the way he had on that coat and everything. He was on a computer, he stopped and he throwed his head back and began to laugh. He laughed and laughed, just looking at him. Some of them joined in with him. Some of them just sort of ducked their head back. But let me tell you what he said. He said, listen, what he said, which is a manifold token of the righteousness, judgment of God, that you may be counted worthy of the kingdom of God for which you also suffer. Now hear me, folks. It's real. Amen. For we are bound to thank God always. Hallelujah. I said we're bound to thank God always. Hallelujah. I want you to listen. I'm going back to our text now. Amen. May we get started here in a minute. I want you to look at our text. Paul said to the church, Paul and Silas, Silvanus and Timothy, unto the church at Thessalonica, Thessalonica. He said, in God, notice, in God our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. He said grace unto you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. He said we are bound to thank God always for you brethren as it is meet or it's right because your faith groweth exceedingly and the charity of every one of you towards one another, each other, it aboundeth. Now listen, 
This is a picture. This is a picture. We want to look at this picture. This is the picture of the church that Jesus Christ built. This is how it lives. This is the church that he's coming back for. This is the church that will make it through the fire. This is the only church who will enter into that holy white city. This is the church that's been baptized or buried into the character of God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul said we are bound to thank God for you, brethren, as it is meet. Or in other words, it is praiseworthy because your faith groweth exceedingly. In other words, you're not up one day and down another day. You're not in and you're not out you are not defeated at all in anything, but your confidence in God groweth exceedingly. In other words, your light is burning brighter and brighter and brighter. This is the church he's coming back for. And he said, and the charity. In other words, the love that you have is not hot, it's not lukewarm, it's not cold, it's not on and off, but it remains the same always. It's constantly growing together each other abounding yet more and more in love until you have become as one then it goes on to say to that church so that we ourselves glory in you in the churches of God hallelujah he said for your patience and faith in all your persecutions and tribulation that you endured just because you're going through them, you're not mad with your brother. Right. Not mad with your sister. Right. You're not upset with them about anything. You don't come in with a chip on your shoulder and your lips run out. You know, like you're just Mr. or whatever, you know. You come in, you flop down, never speak to nobody and nothing. I mean, you come in, bounce in, bounce out. You know, he said you got to love for one another. He said you're like one body, one flesh. He said and we're glorying in this love that you have. So that we ourselves glory in you in the church of God for your patience and your faith and all your persecution and your tribulation that you endure, which is a manifest, which is an outward revealing of the righteous judgment of God. Listen, that you may be accounted worthy, may be accounted worthy of the kingdom of God for which you also suffer, costing you something. Listen, folks, that day is on us in America. Paul said, we glory in you in the churches of God, God's church, the body of Christ for your patience and faith in all your persecution and tribulation that you may endure, that you may stay in, that you may stay under the load. You're always there. You're always pushing. You're always striving. You're always Christ-like in everything. And in all things. Church, listen. God's church, the bride of Christ, is a tried by fire people. The fire will leave you with nothing but the glory of God and of Jesus Christ our Lord. Church, will you be able to stand for Christ? Will you? Will you be able to stand for Christ if, if it's going to cost you everything in this world? If it's going to cost you everything that you have in this world, would you be able to stand? I mean, if they're knocking on your door in the morning. I'm from the, H, I'm the IRS, 
the federal government and I come in here understand that you're promoting Christianity either you're going to have to stop it or we're going to put a foreclosure on this house we're going to take that car we're going to take what you have you either going to have to say yay or nay and if you say yes out the door what you got on right then and we're taking over I'm telling you will you are you able will you do it will you be able if it costs you everything in this world if you had nothing but a cave to hide in if you only had bread and water to live on or rags to wear would you would you be able to deny yourself and bear your cross of self denial those are the ones he's coming back for they're saying Lord if I got nothing but you I'm a happy man like the God that wrote this pilgrim's progress when they had him in the prison they said don't you want to get out of here he said look where I'm at is heaven to me because Christ is with me Would you be able to deny self and bear your cross? The answer is only. There's a if only here. If only you're filled with the Holy Ghost and with power. That's the only way you're going to make it. You say anything you want to say. Oh, I got my mind made up. I'm going to do it. If you're only filled with the Holy Ghost and with power, you'll make it. If you're filled with the Holy Ghost and with power, if you're filled with the Holy Ghost and with power, you'll make it. Without the Holy Ghost, you will not be able to stand. I said you will not be able to stand. I'm telling you, I know what I'm talking about. They ain't just words. Without the Holy Ghost, you're not going to stand. You're going to be like Peter and the other disciples was without the Holy Ghost. Without the Holy Ghost, you're going to deny him. Let me tell you something. Here's Jesus. He's in the garden. There's 11 of them. One's done left him. One done sold him off out there. And when the time comes and they come in there to arrest him, they come to, they was going to arrest every one of them. They come to get Jesus. I'm telling you what, if one of them had a stayed with him, if one of them would have buckled up, grabbed him by the arm, said, I ain't going nowhere. I'm going to stay here with you. Then we could say, then we can make it without the Holy Ghost. We could say, now listen, they made it. That one made it. I can make it too. I don't need the Holy Ghost. But when Jesus looked around, there wasn't nobody but him and the Holy Ghost there. Just Jesus and the Holy Ghost. Everybody else had done left. Hear what I'm saying. If they, if anybody could have made it without the Holy Ghost, that leaven would have made it out there in that garden. They just stood there and said, what you do to him, you're going to do it to us. But they left him. They walked with the Lord of glory. They saw him. They knew who he was. But their feet said, I'm not staying. I'm leaving. Peter had his mind made up to die with Jesus. He had his mind made up to go all the way with Jesus. But when the test of fire came, three times he denied him. He cursed. He swore an oath. Church, no man will be able to stand the test by fire without the Holy Ghost and with power. If anybody could have done it, they would have. They didn't want to leave, but they couldn't stand in the flesh. 
But after Pentecost, brother, it's a new story. I said it's a new story. And you see what they went through when they were persecuted. They counted it all joy. They said, should we obey God or obey man? Hear what I'm saying. When they beat them, whatever they did, they just counted it a privilege to suffer for the name of the Lord. But before Pentecost, they're running away. If you're here this morning, and when all hell begins to break loose on this church in America and you're without the Holy Ghost you'll bend, you'll bow you'll give it up thank you precious that day's on us now your faith is standing at the door of the furnace now and listen to me without the Holy Ghost in power you bow to the world's gods you will deny Jesus Christ as Lord. They're coming in. They're going to take what you got. They're going to take everything you want. Just like in them other countries, you're going to suffer. You're going to suffer persecution. I'm telling you, those folks that belong to a cult down the street, get you out on the street, beat you about half to death. You call the law. They say, so what? What would you do to them folks? I mean, they ain't going to pay you no mind. Everywhere you go, you mention the name Jesus, mention the name Christ. Somebody liable to beat you to death. Somebody liable to tear your clothes to you. And you call the law. What they're going to do, they ain't going to do nothing to them. But they're going to do something to you when they get there, brother. Um, that day, I said that day is on us now. Just like it is in these other parts of the world. And the only way we're going to make it, Reverend Anderson, we must be full of the Holy Ghost in power. We're just like they were brother I said we're just like them Jesus commanded them don't leave boys until you receive the promise of the father and when they left out that day brother it's a different story Jesus said in Acts chapter 1 and 8 but you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Not before, but after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. You shall be witnesses unto me everywhere you go. Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the uttermost parts of the earth. The word witness, it means to be a martyr. You will be able to stand the test. You will make it through. You'll be willing to give your life for the gospel of Jesus Christ. The word martyr. It simply means this. It is one who chooses to suffer or die rather than to give up. A martyr is one who chooses to, uh, to suffer or die rather than to give up. They're willing to be tortured to death than to lose their faith. In Revelation 12 tells us, And they overcome the devil by the blood of the Lamb. In other words, they overcome the devil on the strength of the life of God's Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And they overcome the devil by the word of their testimony. And the Bible said, and they love not their lives unto the death. Church, this is a clear picture of the church of Jesus Christ that's full of the Holy Ghost and with power. And they're willing to die. They're willing to give all. They're willing to sacrifice everything for him. God gave all. And we must be willing to give all. And we may boast and brag. I'm going to do this. And I'm going to do that. You're not going to do anything but a man that's full of the Holy Ghost. And he leads you. And he guides you into all this truth. Church, this is not a defeated church. 
A Holy Ghost is not a, a Holy Ghost filled church is not a defeated church. This is not a weak church. This is not a wimp church. This is, this is the body of Christ. This is the bride of Christ. This is the light of the world that the flesh, the world or the devil cannot put out. The Holy Ghost baptized church with power, with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. As the Spirit gives the utterance, this church is a true and a faithful church. No matter what, no matter where, no matter when, they're always true and they're always faithful. There's some people that are true and they're faithful. Wonder what makes them true and faithful? It's the Holy Ghost. He's true and He's faithful. Hallelujah. They're not full of excuses of why they're not true. They're not full of excuses of why they're not faithful. They're not full of excuses of why they're not faithful unto the death. Church, they're full of the Holy Ghost. They're full of the power of God. To be as Christ is in this world at all times, in every season of life, in the press of life, in the furnace or wherever they go. You find them and they remain the same. There's some folks you know you get around, you don't know if you say hello, hi you, whatever. They're going to take it wrong. Hallelujah. But to get a Holy Ghost filled man, woman, boy, girl. Different story then. That day of being tried by fire, it's on America. They're planning right now. They're beginning right now. They're going to start planting, you know, government agents and churches. They're talking about it now to find out what we're saying, what we're doing. What we're, how we're living. It's already being planned and it's going to begin. The day of being tried by fire has come to America. The question, are you ready? Question, will you be able to stand? Only the church that is filled with the Holy Ghost and with power. You know, some of you were here. I had a dream back in, 19, in 2006. God gave me a dream. And you know, I've thought about it many times and I've shared it with other preachers. And you know, in this dream, I told you, I'll remind you of it, and today I see it more clearer than ever before. In the last week or so, I see the things that are coming, fix, about to come against the church. I see it. But in this dream or vision, whatever it was that I had, 2006, George Bush was the president of the United States. Back then, you know, I, I, whatever, I don't remember the morning thing. It was on Sunday morning early, whatever. But in this dream or this vision, I woke up, and I'm in a humongous stadium. I mean, it is a big, big stadium. It's huge. And, you know, and there's people everywhere in this stadium. And right down before me is a platform, right straight ahead of me. There's a big platform out there. And on each end of that platform... There are three men. They're standing. They're well-dressed, big men, rough-looking men. Three on that end, three on this end. Right behind the pulpit back there, there's a man sitting back there. He's sitting in a chair, 
And we're upset and I'm looking around, can't tell who's who there. I'll see silhouettes of people everywhere. But then I look behind that man back there and that whole wall, it would look like made out of glass blocks. And I could see through those blocks and inside of that, it looked like molded lava. It was boiling in there, just, just boiling. Just for, and finally that man got up and he walked to that pulpit. He's a tall, lanky man, well-dressed man, stood there and he looked around and he picked up a Bible. And I'm thinking, wonder what he's going to do. He picked up the Bible and he looked around at that kung, at all them people out there. And here's what he said. He said, all of you that say that you believe in this book, he said, I'm going to put you in that furnace. That's what he said. All of you that say you believe in this book, I'm going to put you in that furnace. I looked on that man. The Spirit of the Lord said to me, that's a devil. Oh, that's a devil. That's a devil there. And you know, woke up, shared that with some other folks. In 2008, when Obama was voted in as president of the United States, never heard of the man in my life, when I saw the picture of him, I told Precious, I said, there's the man that was standing behind the pulpit. But I still don't understand the dream, don't understand what he's talking about. But there's the man. But Brother Clyde, in the last several days, I understand now exactly what he's saying. Those that live by this book, believe by this book, preach this book right here. We're fixing to go through some fire. We're fixing to go through some trying times. But let me tell you something, folks. The only way we're going to make it is to get full of the Holy Ghost. Full of the Holy Ghost. That's the only way. That day is coming on us. I said it's coming on us. They've worked towards this end for a long, long time. Amen. And the first thing they're going to do, they're going to take all the tax-exempt statuses from the churches, make them pay taxes on their property and everything else that they get in that church. There'll be a lot of brother close up and sell out you hear what I'm saying a lot of men got five cents to pay no taxes or nothing else you hear what I'm saying and then the persecution will begin we are living in that day it has come I said it's not a far off it has come it can begin tomorrow it can begin today there may be one of them devils sitting among us this morning I don't know but my only way of making it is to get full of the Holy Ghost and we power and stay that way stand with me please when Jesus stood in that garden that day and he looked around for his faithful leaven there was nobody left but the Holy Ghost he's the only one that didn't run away and leave him he's the only one that didn't depart Folks, listen to me. The day is now. It's on us. And we better be ready for it when it comes. Because I tell you, they'll knock on your door suddenly. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, they come to your house and say, Heard you got you a new baby. You all Christian folks, you go to church. Say, well, listen, we're going to take this baby. And we're going to raise this child because you're going to brainwash it. You're going to take it over there and you'll brainwash it. There'll be an enemy of the government. We're going to take this. this, Nothing you'll be able to do about it. Nothing you'll be able to do about it. But you got a choice. Give up your Christianity. Give up your church. Give up your faith in God. Keep your baby. What you going to do? Going to keep your baby? 
Keep your faith. Keep the faith. Keep the faith. Be hard to do. Say, here he is. Say, here's, here's Levi. I'm going to keep my faith. Be like Moses' his mama. Just put him in the little bulrush. Put, put him in the hands of God. Or like Samuel's mama, just say, put him in the hands of God. But it's going to take the Holy Ghost to say, here's my baby. Here's my children. Take my bank account. Take my home. Take what I got. I'm going to keep my faith. I'm going to trust in Him. Put all my confidence in Him. Folks, listen to me. This ain't a joke. I didn't make all this up to tell you. God told me to tell you that that day is on us now and we are going through the fire. We're going to suffer things like we've never done before. If there was ever a time we need to pray through and pray through and pray through is the day that we're living in. Father, in Jesus' name, I commit it all in your hands today, Lord. God, work your desires in us and through us. Get us ready.